hey, happy Father's Day to our dads. We have some dads that have been doing this for decades, and some of you are doing this for months. Some even are doing it just a handful of weeks, and we like to watch that because it's kind of entertaining, isn't it, right? <laughs> Go Dan Kutcher. All right, so we are in uh, week five of our current teaching series, Wisdom That Works, as you saw with the trailer. And we're going through the book of Proverbs, and we're looking at these one-liners from God, these statements from God, one after another, that guide us, inform us in how to make good decisions in our life, and therefore head in a better, a beneficial direction, right? Remember, it's your direction, not your intentions, that determines your destination, huh? So let's make good decisions. Now, the message is designed not only to increase your ability to make good decisions for the longevity of your life, but what we're doing here is we're sort of kind of emphasizing the summer months that are now upon us, right? Because we're saying that what we've noticed is that during the summer months, people tend to become a bit lax in their habits and disciplines, uh, health spiritual, right? Maybe too much summer loving, maybe too much summer spending, maybe too much summer hangover, right? And then they come out, and we don't want that. We want you to thrive through the summer as you really make good decisions in all areas of your life so that you land on your feet in the fall and make a great mad dash to celebrate at the end of the year rather than be sitting there marred in regret and, and, and reflecting back on some poor decisions only now to like, you know, toss out some like meaningless, like, you know, what do you call them? Yeah, resolutions, thank you, you know. Uh, and only to keep the cycle going. We break cycle here this summer, yes? All right, so if we apply these truths from the Bible to our lives, we're going to be going in a better direction. Now, the theme for this series is to get wisdom, to whatever it costs to get wisdom. And that this wisdom is available to all of us, no matter your income, no matter your uh, background, your lineage, your ethnicity, wisdom from God is available to all of us. Knowledge is knowing something. Wisdom is knowing how to apply that to your life and live it out, right? It's the application of good information. Now, each week we've been focusing on one piece of wisdom. And we've been talking about what the Bible says in regards to that piece of wisdom. And then we've been wanting or trying to help you apply it to your life. Now, this week we're going to bring you a topic that's spoken of a lot in the book of Proverbs. It's referred to often. The truth is it's mentioned a lot in all of Scripture. And that's the topic of generosity. Now, here's an interesting fact. In the Bible, you might think the word believe is the most commonly used word. It's used a lot, 227 times. The word prayer, 371 times throughout Scripture. Love, the word love, 714 times. And the word give, 2,161 times we see this word. And that's because God is a generous God. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God gave God's a generous God, and therefore the people, those who trust in him and believe in him and follow him are going to be generous people because they're his creation. Now, I want to say from the get-go, overall, you are a very generous church. We are a generous church. People know us as a generous church. I've gotten texts over the last several weeks, people talking that have come in here and saying, you know, I've never really, this is such, I don't like to compare to others, but this is such a generous church. 
And that's a good thing. That's wonderful because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 11, 24, it's a version from the message, says the world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Man, that is so well said. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. Generosity expands your world. How Dave Trelonga went from this little world of self-centeredness, right, just surviving, focusing on himself, trying to keep it together, small world to this such a huge world that I live in today, which is a beautiful world, and it's a great view, huh? What's interesting is that the verses in the Bible that speak to generosity, they don't try and motivate you to generosity by talking about the other person who's on the other end of your generosity. No, most of the verses, if not all the verses in the Bible, when it comes to generosity, speak to you being the one who benefits. Speak to the benefit that you're going to get that's going to come from you being generous. And that first great one is drawing closer to God, trusting in God, knowing God in this wonderful, beautiful way in your life. And we want to know God, right? Why leave any area of your, area of your life untouched by God? Why have any area of your life where you've not intimately and deeply known God in that area? And especially a critical one like generosity, as you can see, it's all over Scripture. Now, the person who figures out to live their life from a place of generosity is the one who's applying wisdom to their life. They're going to make some very good choices. Serving others, giving towards others, enhances your life. It's why I do what I do. It's why I do it the way I do it. People might say things to me like, you know, oh, you're busy, and oh, I know you've allowed it, and oh, you do this. Listen, all that might be true, but I do this out of, it's just what I know from loving God and, and knowing him greater in this area of my life. I mean, there's just simply no greater way to go at it than this way. And I say it over and over again. I said it in the huddle this morning, and I say this with all sincerity. From the depth of my being, I say this, is that, here you have Dave Trelongo, this depraved, restless, insecure, anxious, selfish human being. And you know what? I, I tell you this. I might not be all that in a bag of chips, but I'm a lot far from that today, huh? You know, and it's Father's Day, and I'm with my kids, and I'm raising wonderful kids with an incredible woman, and I get to be your pastor, and I love this. So that's a big jump, right, from that to that. I'm continually in awe about that. Not a father's day that go by that I don't pause for a moment and think of my dad and the drugs and the death and, and even the struggles. My, my dad was here last week. Thank God. I'm so good. I honored him. I thank God for my call him today with all the struggles he went through and the pain and all that. And why am I here living the life I am? And I'm telling you, it's this I know to be generous because God was so generous to me. Meaning I've gotten to know God so well in this area of my life with him. So, I believe that when you live generously, it's going to make your life better. I mean, I believe it. I, like, I got skin in the game on this one. I believe it and I live it, and you know that. I'm, we're not only generous with time, we're generous with funds, we're generous with care, and we're, we're generous people, man, because I believe in this with all that I am. It's made me better, and I see it continually. I'm not the anomaly. I see it 
continually make the lives of other people, other believers better and better. And that's because more than anything else, looking at my life, looking at their life, the Bible tells us that this is the result of being generous. This is what God's called us to, and this is how God created us. No other creature in all the universe can be generous. We can only be generous. That's a beautiful thing, right? We can do it better than anybody else. And in doing this, I truly believe you discover a depth of your relationship with God. I discover, you discover what you were meant to be, God's plan in your life. Again, your world becomes bigger, not smaller. Who wants a smaller world today? Come on, come on, who wants it? Don't be generous, don't be generous. Fix your life on you and only you, your problems, your issues, your difficulties, your pain, your suffering, uh, what didn't come your way, the difficulty in you, just do that and, and, and shut yourself down from being generous and you will have a small world. As your pastor, it's a privilege for me to be a part of that world. Please invite me into that world. God has called me to be there with you. I'm telling you, it's a small world and it could be shrinking by the day. But when you decide, I'm going to be generous your world starts to grow. It just does. You start to see outside yourself, outside your limitation, outside difficulties, outside of problems. You begin to see the world through the lens of a living and loving and powerful and mighty God. It's generosity. Now, I'm going to toss out four things the Bible says, three, four things the Bible says about a generous person, right? And the first is generous people are happy. They are. I mean, you know, Santa Claus, ho, 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 right? I mean, do you ever see Santa Claus? I hate my job. It stinks. <laughs> no, he's a happy guy because he's, oh, I can't stand having to give away all these toys. No, he's, it's awesome. Generous people are happy. And that's because being generous is a lot of fun. It's a blast. I enjoy it. I, I, I just so enjoy blessing people and giving to them. And if you're around me, one of the things that the people who are closest to me in this church, why they're joining me is because the closer you get, the closer you see how generous I am. If you think I'm generous, just come and serve like crazy in this church and get closer and closer to me because that's the people that are closest to me. I don't, se- I don't select them. They select me, right? And the closer you get to me, you might not like this about me. You might think, oh, <laughs> I'm going to kill them. Uh, but the, the one thing you'll know is this guy is a generous person, man. And that's, to me, it's just the heart of God. You know, Winston Churchill, you know, said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. When you look back over your life, you're going to remember what you gave because it's the fabric of your life. No, I'm jumping all over the place, so the people on the screen are probably like right now. <laughs> it's one of those mornings, just hang in there. Mother Teresa said, a life not lived for others, it's just not a life. Listen, it's fun to be generous. Yesterday, Chris and I, and our kids, and some of their friends, and my father-in-law, Lloyd, happy Father's Day, Lloyd. He's not here, right? He's doing something for me. Okay, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we go to see my daughter Janelle playing a basketball tournament, and it's a girls' basketball tournament. Man, they are physical. It's like MMA. I mean, oh, they kill each other. It's hard to watch. So we're getting our money together to purchase. It's eight dollars admission. You get a, a band. Actually, I still have my band on. I just realized that. Oh, you have yours on too. Okay. 
All right, there you go. So anyway, so, uh, and a guy walks up to Lloyd, and, he, and he's guy's probably in his 60s, and he hands Lloyd an admission band. He says, here, take it. And Lloyd turns around, he looks, and Lloyd's like, wow, you know, Lloyd's surprised, and he's really glad, and I'm really glad, because I was going to pay for Lloyd. <laughs> it's the least I could do uh, for all he does. And, uh, and you know, but the guy is all smiles. I mean, the, and the guy turns around, and he says to Lloyd, he said, hey, us older guys, we need to look out for each other, right? And he just, he's laughing, he smiles, and he walks away. Listen, it's fun to be generous. It would be the highlight of my day if I could do something like that. It's fun to be generous. Because why? Because God made you that way. He made you to enjoy being generous. Not to loathe it, not to be afraid of it, not to worry about it, not to be anxious about it. Not to do it with the intention and expectation that, you know, I'm going to get this back. Just to enjoy it. Because you're living out the way God made you to. And scientifically, not only is it biblical, but scientifically, it's been proven that when you're generous, chemicals are released in your brain and into your body that brings pleasure. Yeah, think about that. You can kind of take that and go back to what I was referring to about people just getting so caught up in their mess sometimes whether they cause it or it's been brought on to them by circumstances, others, whatever, it is what it is. And if you get mired down in that and and you're not generous, you're depriving yourself of maybe a cure, certainly a help, an injection of pleasure into your life, huh? God made us to give. It's in us. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25 says, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. That word prosper there, it's not speaking to money. In the original language, when this was written in the Hebrew language, that word means to be pushed forward. So if you're dragging, if you're struggling, if you're falling behind, generosity pushes you forward. Come on. That's it. Man, you are behind. If that's all you can do, just tell me amen, because that's just good. Okay, that's good. I mean, Hebrew language, you know, not, I, I thought just the fact that I say not money, some of you would be like relieved, okay? You're dragging, you're struggling, and then you're generous, and bam, it all starts to come alive in you. The way God made you, chemicals pulsating through your body, drawing closer and knowing God in this great area, and you just surge and you move forward in your life. It's generosity, huh? Look, we are a church that enjoys being generous, huh? It's one of the reasons why we continually move forward so well. We've done this from the very beginning. From the, before we launched the church into the city of Gardner, we were giving and serving. I put skin in the game. We were giving time and giving money and connecting before we even launched the church into the city. This is what I wanted to be, a generous church who cared for people and cared for their community. And I said, man, if we don't put it in now, we'll never catch up to it. We'll be putting it on posters, we'll be saying it, we'll be singing songs about it, but we'll never do it. So let's just do it now. Let's just get it out of the way. Make it, people will come here and they'll know this is what we value, right? We're a generous church, you know? Like, I'll give you, we're generous, and we're generous within here, within our community of Christ followers. You got to, Christian concert coming up in uh, New Hampshire, New Ipswich, New Hampshire. It's July, somebody tell me, 
13th, thank you. Oh, it's coming up soon. So July 13th, and you got Christian artists from all over the country that come in right here, 30 minutes from this church, Southern New Hampshire. That's awesome. And the tickets are $50 each. I get it. One, it's pricey. Two, I get why they charge that because it's, they do it very well. It's a, it's a great production from what I hear. It's called Hillfest uh, Christian Festival. $50 is a lot. And so through relationships that we have in this church, contacted the organizers, uh, they, they're familiar with each other, they contacted our church, and with the discount, the generous discount they gave us, plus what we always do, we supplement the discounts we get, meaning we take money and add to it to reduce the price. We're making the tickets available at $25 a pop. That's 50% off. That's a big deal. <laughs> now, we grabbed 80 tickets, right? There's 35 left because we do. We toss them out to the team, the music team. It's music. We toss them out to all the volunteers. And then we put, now I think it's out there for you. But there's 35 left. And if you want, when we do this, we do it through email predominantly, I believe, is how it happened. But there's 35 tickets left. Listen, if you want a ticket, go today and just sign up. Just go up to, go to the guest services table and just say, yeah, I'd like, I'd like a ticket. Just give them your name, and then they'll con we'll contact you. Now, if you even $25 is a great price, but if you have a good-sized family, you know, man, that, that's hard. I know I've got this six of us. Even for us to turn around and pay $8 to get in to see my daughter's basketball, we're like, man, you know. <laughs> so you just go to the guest service table, give them your name, and then when we contact you, you know, just say, you know, put, you know, just look, you know, I could use some help, or can I use, can I get some help, you know, in, in, in going to this concert? And we certainly will do everything you can because we're a generous church, right? And we want to model to you. We want to inspire you. We don't do this so you can say, oh, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to be generous. We don't have to give. They're so No, I'm trying, we're modeling for you to be generous, right? Huh? We're trying to model. We're trying. God, God would work to us to inspire you to be generous people in all areas of your relationship with God. That you look forward to being generous. That you'd be looking for opportunities to be generous. That's what we do. I'm crazy. My wife would say, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm crazy when it comes to generosity. Because it's just an opportunity. I'm always looking for opportunities on how to be generous. And it's so good, so I'm not sitting around. And that's because when I do it, I, I, here's one thing where I have George, pastor, thanks for helping me out. Hey, man, that was so good. I enjoyed that so much. Or even watching people at the event sometimes. It's awesome. Versus over here, years ago. <laughs> wasting. Wasting wasting my money. That came out a lot better. Wasting my money on what? On, on football games? Lottery tickets? Alcohol? Drugs? Come on. No, man. I, I, cause I, I got that high. I got that feeling. It's something. It's, but it's temporary. It's short-lived. And it doesn't come close to the joy that courses through my body, <laughs> biblically and scientifically, when I'm generous. You hear me? Oh, we're behind. We will get this down. So look, so I talked about how we want to care and help you. But we're not only generous in here, we're generous out there, huh? Right? And we're going to show you a quick video about a church that we're helping out in uh, Nashua, New Hampshire. They just started seven months ago. Go. What's up, Chair City Church? How y'all doing? 
Man, I'm so excited. My name is Pastor Rory Lawrence from Legacy Church in Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, we launched a little over seven months ago, and I just wanted to say one thank you so much, Share City Church, for your support, for your prayers, for your investment to what God is doing in the city of Nashville. I want to celebrate with y'all for a second. Yeah, I say y'all. Uh, listen, I spent like 10 years in Texas, um, but I'm originally from New England, so it's all good. It's all good. I say wicked and I say y'all. But I just want to celebrate with you that we've seen over 50 salvations since launch day. And we also, we're running over 100 every week now consistency, uh, consistently. And our church has been just so cared for, so blessed to do what God's called us to do. And we couldn't have done it without you. So I want to say thank you. Thank you for supporting the vision that God's given us to reach Nashua. And so we're grateful for you guys. I pray for you. And we're so thankful for all the support, the prayers, and the love that you and your pastors are constantly showering us with. Thank you so much, Chair City Church. I'm telling you, it's going to be the most amazing year yet. Amen, somebody? Woo, come on. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> and we, us warriors, dig the hat, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Your generosity is impacting the lives of people. 50 people, over 50, have come to know Jesus in Nashville. And we were one of the first churches that jumped in to help out Rory and, and Jenny. They had come here on a Sunday, you know. Your generosity is making a difference, right? And here's a, I want to show you another one. That's Nashua over there. Uh, yeah, Nashua in New Hampshire. Let's go a few towns over to Orange, Massachusetts. Go. Hi, I am Pastor Mary Hendrickson, and I am the pastor of Mission Covenant Church over in Orange. And I wanted to speak to you briefly this morning to share with you how grateful we are for the way that your pastor, Pastor Dave, has come alongside of me and the church, um, the way that you all reach out and pray and are willing to help us. We have a pretty big vision for Orange, and it is exciting that you are willing and want to be a part of it. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Mary Hendrickson, she passes, she passes a, a Bible teaching, Bible believing church. She came from Washington across the country to 20 people. She's got it up to like 50, 60 people. They had a really small church mission, I think uh, congregational community church there in Orange. Across the parking lot was a Lutheran church. The Lutheran church sadly had to close down and they gave this church, you know, their building which isn't large, but it's bigger, cool, right? And now they're saying, well, you know, how do we make this move? How do we do this? What can we do? I met her at kind of a funeral, and, and I like to honor people, you know? I was going to preach on honoring today, and I got to tell you, I struggled so much. I don't know if we even get here, but I did. <laughs> but I like to honor people, and one of the ways I honor them is with generosity. And the better I do when I go places, like, oh, that's the pastor of Chair City Church, I'm looking around to see who the little guy is that I can honor, if I can say it that way, right? Or who the person might be. I want to honor them. I want to let them know that you, because I've been there, you mean something to the kingdom. God is going to do something great in your life. I value, I honor you, and maybe I want you a friendship, because I believe that I can get something from you too, okay? So we're going, so we're going out the morning of the warrior conference. I'm leaving at 12, 6 in the morning. I get up, okay? 6 in the morning, I get up. Why am I getting up at 6 in the morning? I'm going to spend the next three days with guys, ministering guys, talking to 1,200 guys, my boys. I got everything covered. My boys are going to be with them. I'm ministering to all these guys. Why am I getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning? Huh? 
Why do I put in 67 hours? Because I can't wait to be generous to this woman. I can't be a part of that. I love generosity. Look, I, I, I don't get paid to be, just so you know, I get paid, but I don't get paid to be here. My 40, 45 hours are up by about Wednesday or Thursday, okay? As you know, nobody gets paid to be here on a Sunday. And I set that tone. People might get paid, but we're all here on Sunday, me and Christy included, and our kids, we're volunteering. Because we believe others volunteer. Now, I'm not, now somebody say, Dave, that's crazy. I, look, I'm just telling you that we all put in a lot of time during the week. We're generous people. We go there, me and a guy named Ben Merzik, who's, you know, we're blessed, but he's also volunteer, and just us being there, come alongside of her, right? You could see how encouraged she was, how much better she felt, because this is a huge leap for her in this church to now go towards like a sound system and a mixing board and some video stuff. And wow. But she was so encouraged. And she came here at the encounter night, her and her board. And they met you and they were like, you, they're like, you, you got such great people. They came and they ate with us. They're like, they're like, wow, this, this is, you're big, but you're so friendly, you're so warm, and you're so welcoming, and, and, and this is wonderful. And they felt so good about us helping them, huh? I brag about you. I love for people to see what you've done here, and I love to talk to people about what you're doing because of your generosity, yes? Generous people are compassionate. Yeah, you'll find that generous people, they're more sensitive and responsive to the needs of other people. Because they're in, they concern themselves with the well-being of others, right? They, they're concerned with the injustices of others, with, with poverty, with lacks of education. They, they concern, they're sensitive to that. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 7 says, The righteous care about justice for the poor, but the wicked have no concern. I thank God for Christianity. I thank God for Christians who go out there throughout the world to help and to care for others, right? And you see that in history, right? The first orphanage was built by Christians. The first hospital was by Christians. It was the Clapham Group and William Wilberforce and Thomas Clarkson and Hannah Moore that they all came from nobility and wealth and they put that aside to go after slavery and annihilate slavery in the world. It was Martin Luther King and Abraham Lincoln that brought civil rights so much more to our country. Now, you might not know a lot of that because they don't teach that in schools as much anymore, huh? But you need to teach that to your children, what Christians have done in this world, what they've done in areas of social justice. That's simply incomparable to modern times. What they've done is sacrifice and give and suffer and serve to see people liberated in the name of Jesus, huh? It's still going on today. Believers, in the name of Jesus, going out to see people know him, to care for them, feed them, educate them. We support an organization in Haiti. It's called Mission of Hope International. The founders and directors of that organization, Lex, I like the name, Lexadon. They call them Lex. Lexadon sounds kind of cool, you know. And Renee Edme, when they're not in Haiti and they're here in the United States, they live here in Gardner and they attend our church here and they're a blessing to us. They're here now. I think they're back here. I just want them to come quickly and share a little bit with you. Let's welcome them. Good morning, church. Uh, we love our church here. Thank you for all your support at Chess City. Good morning. Um, Lex and I moved with our family back in 2000 down to Haiti. Our children were two and three years old, and they basically grew up down there. 
and when it was time for them to move back to Massachusetts, they came to Chair City Church. And Chair City embraced them and made them feel like they had a family when we were still down in Haiti. So thank you so much for your support for them. Uh, we do so much with the people of Haiti. We have schools. We have about 800, a little over 800 uh, children and youth that attend preschool through high school. Uh, they do a great job, and they end up passing national exams with flying colors. We're so proud of them. We have staff. We have medical and dental clinics. And all of these people eat um, each day of school. So we're feeding about 1,000 people a day. Um, and, of course, we have church. But, honestly, most of our young people come to the Lord right there in their classroom. Um, Iggy, who's here at Chair City, is one of our... He graduated with our first senior class, and we're so proud of him and all the other students with him. Um, so we just want you to know how much this church means to us. Everything that we're doing in Haiti, you guys are right there with us, supporting us, feeding people, sending funds when they're needed, um, and personally, you're taking care of us. We feel so loved and cared for here, and that enables us to do likewise when we're in Haiti. Thank you so much. Wow, that's just beautiful. We love Lex Renee. Iggy's a pretty smart guy, so I think what they're doing works. You want to hear a quick story? You're going to watch time here. But, so here's generosity. This was modeled to me. Because again, I'm not the sharpest tool in the box, right? But I've told you about people bringing me into their homes, buying me baseball gloves, help me with clothes. It's just what I knew Christianity to be. So I, I, it's just that's what I knew. That's, that's what I knew Christianity to be. People caring for me, looking out for me, loving me, helping me, giving me shelter, food, clothes. And let me show you how it plays out. Like I said, I, I, there's so many around you. You're in a church with generous people. That's why we were able to renovate this place, why we did so much. But right here, Lex and Renee, Iggy, Mission of Hope International. Lex, you know, Renee was born in this area, raised a lot in this area. Lex is out there in Haiti, comes to America uh, you know, over time, me, Trine, and then has called by God to go to Haiti, right, and, and reach these people for Jesus. It's a beautiful thing. But all he's got is his idea. <laughs> it's in his head. And he wants to go there, and a guy named James Murphy says, okay, I'll go with you, and I'll help you get started. And James Murphy goes with Lex for the first time. You know, they go there. They've got nothing but an idea and eventually a mattress, <laughs> which is a funny story how they got their mattress, all right? Now you go there today, it's an impressive missionary compound. They have buildings, they do it so well, they do it right. They're so influential in that entire area. They've got a couple of different churches. It's just so impressive. And Jim gets to see that and hear about that and know that thousands and thousands of people are being fed and coming to know Jesus and being careful and educated That because he was generous, right? And went down there that one week and gave one week. Why would you give a week of your time? Why would you give the money? Why would you care, huh? The wicked are in concern. Are you wicked or are you a Christian? Come on, right? I want you to be uplifted so you can see Jim's world got larger. But it gets better. I mean, larger than he ever thought. Because years later, his, see, when you do things and you're giving to God, don't look at it through your lens. I don't look at it through my lens. My lens is corrupted. It's, 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 it's minimalistic, okay? Jim comes home. Years later, 
Jim's granddaughter, Jacqueline, comes here, begins to draw close to God, goes to Haiti for a couple of weeks. When she's there, she meets this Haitian guy who checks her out and starts to pursue her, right? There you go. <laughs> they get married, and they have two beautiful little children that are now Jim's great-grandchildren. That's crazy, right? Come on. That's, I mean... That's your world getting bigger, right? And I just wish that Jim's good old Irish dad would never think that he'd have two great, great Haitian grandchildren. <laughs> it's good, it's good. Listen, we want people to know Jesus here in our community, in New Hampshire, Orange, across this world, and that happens when we're just, we're generous, right? You know, there's, every year there's an event in downtown Gardner, they closed down the streets. They have a festival last year. They did it, and they honored us. They gave us their Hometown Hero Award because of the way we care for the community, meaning that we're generous. Huh? Our people with their time, with their care, they're generous. Some say they, they've not seen anything like it. This year, the event is being held on June 29th instead of August because of the construction going down in the city. They've asked us. They invite us. They call us and invite us. Will you do the Kid Zone? Now, this, this event was when we set up a bunch of inflatable, they're, not, they're really kind of inflatable obstacle courses and, and rides. And, I mean, they're huge and they're fun. And this takes a lot of volunteers to make it happen. Fortunately, you have some incredible tweens, 11, 12, or 13, and teenagers in this church, and they do a lot of the volunteering. But it takes a lot of people to set up, to tear down, to get in there. It's one day, it's a Saturday. I encourage you to sign up and be generous with your time. And also to encourage the young people in here, hey man, we appreciate what you're doing. We're valuing. We want to come down here and serve alongside of you. And by the way, you just might get to know them a little bit, huh? Give them something to be inspired by. Give them someone to look up to. Who knows how God's going to work through that? Can I take two hours? Jim took a week, man. I don't like to get, I'm the guilt. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make your world larger, okay? Look, we've been doing this for five or six years. It's going to happen. It's going to be great. I want you to be a part of it. I want your world to grow, huh? That's why we do these things. I call them nooks and crannies. What can we create that people can be a part of and see God work through their lives to expand their world, huh? Listen, we are compassionate about our city, and it comes from being a generous church. Another principle found in the book of Proverbs when it comes to generosity is that generous are blessed. The Bible is clear that those who are generous are blessed. Now, I don't teach that you give to get. I think that is borderline heresy. Sometimes when it comes out, I think it is heresy, meaning, you know, totally in opposition to what the Bible teaches. But I do believe that when you give from being inspired by the Holy Spirit, from a love of God, right, that you are blessed. And from a concern for others that you're truly blessed. I said it before that we are made to enjoy giving, right? And when we're giving, we're worshiping God, we're glorifying God, we're enjoying God. Now this to me is good enough for me. It really is. Just so I don't have to feel like and associate with and identify with that Dave, just that I could view the world and myself, this Dave, worshiping God, glorifying him, knowing him, being used by him, that's good enough for me really is. 
And I say this, this is the greatest thing I gained apart from salvation is this. The way I see the world, the way I see myself, the way I know God, this is good enough. But God just graciously blesses us. He pours his blessing out on us. We're blessed to be a blessing, some of you like to tell me. Proverbs chapter 22 says, blessed are the generous because they feed the poor. There's an agency in this community called the GCAC. Some of you might be familiar with them or that term. It's the Gardner Community Action Committee. Every year, this agency cares for thousands of people here in our city and actually in the greater Gardner region. Thousands feeding, clothing, utilities. I want, to listen, I want us to listen to a personal message from the director of the GCAC. Good morning, Cheer City Church. My name's Julie Mee and the executive director of the Gardner CAC. I just wanted to take a few seconds of your time to share with you what we do with the Gardner CAC and to extend my deepest gratitude and appreciation for all that you do in helping us fulfill our mission. And that gratitude and appreciation is echoed by everyone on our board. The Gardner CAC has been serving the most vulnerable population in Greater Gardner since 1970. Our programs include the food pantry, the fellowship table, medical transportation for seniors, toys for tots programs, holiday food baskets, the summer kickoff, backpack program, clothing winter coat assistance, and emergency aid with rental or mortgage assistance, heating or utility help. These services help people in a critical times in their lives, often when everywhere else they've turned have said no. The support from Chair City Church helps to provide all of these programs, whether it be volunteering to unload a truck full of food, filling backpacks, serving at the fellowship table, or helping at the volunteer banquet. This support is making such a difference in our community. Again, from all of us at the Gardner CAC, thank you, thank you, thank you for your dedication and commitment to our community. We are so grateful for your support. Yeah. The GCAC is, and by the way, Julie Meehan, I think for about a year and a half now, uh, two years, but she's part of, she's one of us here at Chair City Church, and that's a beautiful thing. The GCAC has helped out not only people in this community, but there are people in here who live in this community. Therefore, they've helped out people here at Chair City Church. Huh? It's one of the reasons why we got the building, I believe, is because our generosity to agencies in the community. You've heard me say that. And so because we're generous, extraordinary blessings come our way. That's part of how it happens. I didn't know when we were serving this agency that this is what's going to happen. I just know it's great to be generous and trust in God and it expands my world and great things come of it. And I get to know God in a great way. Whether it's a great grandchild or 18,000 square foot brick and steel building, it's coming, man, right? Listen, the last principle I want to teach you regarding generosity, and there are others, but I'm sharing for today, is the generous are rewarded. One day... I'm going to stand before Jesus. I am. And I'm believing, and I'm living my life to hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Dave, you were generous. You were generous with what I gave you. You were generous with the blessings I put into your life. You were generous. You loved me, you trusted me, you believed in me, you followed me, and you were generous, Dave. Well done, my good and faithful servant, right? That's going to happen. I believe it. I, I live my life from that. The other statement is, what I tell Christy, put it on my tombstone, is that, and Paul said at the end of his life, I ran my race, I fought the good fight, my life was poured out. And I say this humbly, like this is what I, I yearn for, what I, I live for. 
And it all stems from what? From generosity, right? I am blessed to be your pastor. I really do love what I do. I love the life I'm living, huh? Even my mom and dad came last week. They can't believe it. They're like, we just can't, every time we come, we just can't believe to take all this in. It's just overwhelming to them. I love what I'm doing, huh? And as a pastor, what weighs on me right now is, you know, we're so blessed. And what is next for us? What are we going to do coming off of 660 Easter, realizing what's out there and what we've become and what's going on? What weighs on me is we want to be good stewards with resources and funds and people and you and your time and your lives. We, we have so much here to offer this community, huh? And as you can see, this area, I want you to pray that I would meet with God continually in a great way and he would guide me to make good decisions on how we move forward, huh? But more than anything, I just want you to be united, huh? And I want you to start cultivating generosity in your hearts in all areas of your relationship with God. We are gonna do great things together. We've done great things, but as we say, the best is yet to come, yes? Look, once you're in heaven, the Bible tells us that we're gonna be rewarded for our generosity. Proverbs 19, 17 says, if you help the poor, you're lending to the Lord and he will repay you. Look, God did enough by sending Jesus for me, giving me a place in heaven. I mean, that's generous enough, but then he turns around and he keeps moving it forward and he rewards me, right? The last words that Jesus speaks, the last words, the ending of the Bible, he says, look, I'm coming soon and I'm bringing my reward with me to repay all the people according to their deeds, Revelation 22, 12. <laughs> now, yeah, I believe this is salvation, but it also, it's reward, meaning there is, look, we, there's nothing we do that get us to heaven. Jesus has done it. But the scripture talks about that when we get to heaven, there are rewards, I mean, getting to heaven alone is good enough, but no, on top of that, God is going to reward you for your generosity. Let's live a life with that in mind. Let's live a life that's going to, that all that we do is going to count beyond our time here on earth. What we do for ourselves will die with us. I believe that. What we do for ourselves will die with us. What we do for others will live beyond us. I believe that with all my heart. I encourage you to live this way, to be generous, to give your life away. I, I'm, I'm not just talking about money here. And actually, I'm really minimally, if you notice, talking about money. Certainly, it's a part of the picture. And I thank God for the generous people that exist in this church that give sacrificially and generously. And it's incredible to see what goes on in their life, like stories like Jim Murphy. Jim Murphy is a generous guy. And not because him and Karen have so much, is that when they had very little, they were generous. You could talk to anybody in here who would give generously. We have people that give sacrificially 50 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. It's sacrificial. And, and what goes on in their life is stunning. We have people that give 400, 400 bucks a week in here. And they didn't just turn around and say, okay, I hit the jackpot. I can give 400 bucks a week or 250 bucks a week. No. <laughs> they started out when they had not, each and every one will tell you I had very little. I just learned to trust God and to be generous. But right now what I want you to glean in on is being generous with your life, with your time, with your mind, with your heart, with your touch, with your words. You hearing me? When people come in here, I want them to feel generosity, a welcoming environment. Christy and I sat with a woman and her daughter this past week with some of my kids at the table. They were in here three weeks. We took them out for ice cream. 
and she told us I was so struggling to come in. I hadn't come out in a long time. I was really struggling to come in there, but I knew, I, I believed that God, that I, I wanted to come to church, and I, I, started, I was thinking about God because God placed his mark on her soul. Before we say a word, before we do anything, God starts this work in human beings. Do you hear me? And she said, I, I was kind of anticipating, you know, what I expected would be when I come into the church. I was very apprehensive, but I believe if I could work through that, you know, what I expected, then maybe I could have a time with God. And she said, as soon as I walked in, wham. I felt welcomed, and the way people talked, and the open, it was so open, and, and the, the, the different things I saw, it just is like, wow. That's your generosity. Like I was telling the people in the huddle, what she was seeing, what I'm articulating, what she was feeling was your generosity, the time you give on a Sunday, right? The effort you make, your caring, your talking, your willingness to put things aside that might have meant a lot to you in your Christianity so that we could be united and bring this incredible vision forward, right? That's generosity, huh? We're generous people. We care about others before ourselves, yes? And we want to see our mission of people coming to know Jesus fulfilled, huh? All right. Thank you, Christy, for saying yes. I want to do two videos, um, and I'm going to close this out quickly. So, again, we're generous people. We care about community. Let's play the Dave Bedanza video. Good morning, Chair City Church. This is Pastor David of Mission of Grace Church right here in Gardner. We want to thank all of you and Pastor Dave Trelongo for your financial support and your spiritual support through this time of transition for our church. As you know, we have just moved into a new facility at 358 Pleasant Street in Gardner. God is growing in the church, and our prayer, like yours, is that many souls would be saved during these waning hours of human history. May God bless each one of you. That's a church right here in our own community. I've talked about what we've done for them before. They wanted to do a VBS this summer to keep the momentum going. They're, they're running almost about 100 people. That's so cool. We're happy for churches to grow. As I say, when a tide comes in, all boats rise. huh? And so they called us up and said, hey, we need volunteers. Can you help us, you know, do this VBS? Now, we were going to do a, a few-day thing, kind of a version of a VBS here. And I talked with Justin, and I said, you know what? Why don't we do this? You know, why don't we just join them? It would really encourage them. We'd bring over more volunteers, and we'll just invite our kids and our people to go over and be a part of their VBS. So that's what we're doing. I think it's the week of July 14th. You know, we're going to go over to Mission of Hope, Mission of Grace Church over there uh, at their building, their new building, to encourage them. So you'll get invitations and emails and this and that for a VBS over there at their church, and we're going to give them a huge injection of volunteers and maybe some other resources because we're what? We're a... We're a generous church, huh? And they're crazy encouraged about that, huh? Now I want to turn around and I want to jump over to Megan Berry. Megan sent this to me at like 4 o'clock. By the way, all these videos, I was on people all throughout the day yesterday because I was going to preach to you on honor, but I didn't preach to you on honor. So I flipped my sermon around and I was just hitting people up yesterday, really like during the day, said, send me a video, send me a video, send me a video. And so Megan sent this to me from England at 4 o'clock in the morning. Let's go. Hi, Cheer City Church. This is Megan. Um, I'm here in London right now. Actually, that was Westminster Abbey. I'm on a layover in between um, my flights from Boston to South Africa this summer. I'm going to be on mission there for a month, leading a team of 25 students and staff um, in a 
Good Words, Good Deeds mission, where we're going to be partnering with um, South African university students to teach math and English in one of the townships um, in the, outside of the city of Pretoria. Um, so that's a quick update about my summer, but I just wanted to thank you all for the partnership of this last year of ministry, as I've been seeing um, lots of women growing in maturity um, in Christ. Um, this year I had the opportunity to disciple 13 women in particular um, by meeting with them weekly um, in small groups of three to four, um, where we engaged with mutual accountability and vulnerability, centering on the truth and engaging in our God-given missions. Um, and so one student in particular just sort of commented that one of her big growth points um, from this year was that before engaging in discipleship, she used to only um, go to God when she felt like she really needed him or was having a bad day. Um, but then through the year of discipleship, she started to realize that she was created for daily relationship with God. Um, and so she said, I'm actually desiring to spend every day with him, to walk with him um, as a life um, and as a rhythm of my days. Um, so yeah, that's just a, a quick taste of what has happened um, this past year. Um, there's so many other stories that I'd love to share. Um, I hope to come out and see you all at some point, um, but I'm just thankful for your continual part partnership. Uh, thank you to Pastor Dave, who's always so encouraging um, and coming out to visit and um, pray and um, keep me um, in loop on what's happening in your end of the woods. Um, so thanks, Chair City. Look forward to connecting soon. Yeah, and like Megan said, you know, uh, Megan Berry, uh, daughter Alf, Jill, uh, they're here at Cheer City. Uh, how this relationship, Christy and I go out, we'll visit with her, we'll pray for her, we'll text, we'll talk to all these people. You're, we, we're, it's all about relationship, right? It's all about encouraging one another, building up the kingdom. No more time for tearing each other down. No more time for selfishness. No more time for division, right? But unity and building one another and doing it through generosity. So we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna close this out and first, I want to let you know two things. So when you came in, really, I'm talking about this generosity. And if you notice, I'm really focusing on time, 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 time. Thanking God for all those who have given financially and enabled us to be here. But you know, because of that, you've got this incredible opportunity to be generous with who you are and how God has made you and your gifting and your time. Now, you know what? I messed up, and I did not instruct them to give you a, a join a team card. They might be in the seats in front of you. But look, let, let's just have a pastor to people moment. I went berserk on this several months ago, right? <laughs> About this serving. Be generous with your time. I'm not a wealthy guy financially. I'm a wealthy guy relationally. <laughs> I am. I'm a wealthy guy when it comes to purpose, when it comes to legacy. My Lord, I, I'm loving what's going on in my life. Be generous with your time and serve your church, care for others. This is an incredible place to do it in. You, you have opportunities now. We, we are in a place of openings, voids, gaps, call what you will, across all so many ministries in here. We need to grow. We cannot be complacent. We just cannot do that because people out there are going to hell. That's why. And because God called us to be generous. And because I want your world to be bigger and not smaller. And God has called me to pastor you and to steward what he's given us so we cannot be complacent. We want to be healthy first and then we're going to try and grow more. How's that, okay? And our health begins with you being generous with your time. 
with you stepping out and saying, okay, I am going to give my time, my skill, my knowledge, what I know in my head, what I have, what I care about. We want to know what I can do with my hands. I'm going to jump in. You got preschool. People jumping in right now trying to help. We have kids' church because we've expanded. We added XP3 for 11, 12, and 13. It's very unusual to do that on a Sunday morning. We've got a lot going on back there for you to jump in right now and be generous with your time. Don't think about what you can do or can't do. Just jump in, man. Now, if you have a heart and care for something, we want to know about that and then work with us as we place you. And by the way, we, it's, it's a beautiful process of becoming familiar, of getting to know, I don't like this, I do like this. You're cared for, you're supported. Whatever it is, the parking team out there. Listen, they got a lot on them right now. Now, I thank you all for your cooperation, but it, listen, we need to get ready for the fall. We need to get ready for June 30th. I think we're going to have a lot of people in here. June 30th, we're going to have a guy come in here, Lucas Connell. Lucas Connell is from Australia. He's going to travel across the world, going to come and share with us here. He was suffered for years and years and years with drug addiction and with a bipolar disorder. And they said, this is, a, this is your life. And by his faith in Jesus, he's astoundingly and miraculously broke through that, lives an incredible life right now, and goes around the world helping people have freedom from addictions, huh? Yeah, yeah. You want to start inviting your friends on June 30th to come in here at Lucas Connell. You want to start inviting those who are struggling with addictions to come in on June 30th. Get it out on Facebook. Talk to people. Somebody you know who has somebody who's struggling. What an opportunity to bring them into this to hear that, right? That's, that's generosity with your time, making that effort, huh? But when we do this, we want you to be serving, generous with your time. So grab that Find Your Fit card. Grab your connection card and just write, I want to be generous with my time. Just get me in. Just get me in. That's what Christy and I did. When we, when we came out of Bible college, just, just plug us in, man. Plug us in. Two kids, two teens. Two years later, we're the first nationally appointed home missionaries in the United States of America with the Assemblies of God. Come on. Because I just said, just plug me in. Plug me in. What I was saying is, God, I'm generous with my time. My world is going to get bigger. Take it from there. That's it. Jump in. Start to serve in your church. Start to see the mission come through. All right, last, we'll close out. Listen, and really, really take the time to complete that card or do something on a connection. Or just come up and see me if you have to. So honor, honor, honor. I was going to preach a sermon on honor. Got three quarters to it, and I just, I took because I can't do this, man. I'm just, I can't, you know. It's Father's Day. Um, so much pain. And some, and there were some incredible dads in this place. Really, I'm blessed to know you. I'm blessed to watch you. And there are a lot of people in here. And I just want to pause and thank God for our incredible dads. Uh, honor is something that's really being displaced in our society. In politics, I don't like it. But no matter who my president is, it's President Obama. I call him President Obama, President Trump. I mean, honor is just being displaced from our society politically, socially, all across. We just, the way people speak and treat each other. I was with Christy and some kids coming back from basketball game. Some guy flipped me the bird. <laughs> I was like, man, I didn't do anything. But the way we, people talk to each other, just more and more honor is being, it's less and less evident in, in our society. I teach my kids to honor, to honor that waitress, the way you talk when she comes in. Thank you so much. Please, 
Say, say thank you. You're honoring her. Or, you know, honor that person. Hold that door for them. Honor them, right? You know, honor that teacher. Honor that coach. Even when I'm not happy with that coach, when I'm going to play my son. <laughs> really? I don't care. And I'll go up and crazy. But, but my kids know they, they will honor that coach. That say, didn't say disagree. Sometimes not even think well of maybe, but I'm going to honor because of that role. I'm going to honor, honor them. That's what we teach them, you know, because we believe it's biblical to honor. But one role that's taken a massive hit is, is father. To honor that father to, is really been so lessened. Some because of the behavior of men and some because I really think it's been exploited and, and it's gotten exaggerated by society. It's been like an easy pile on. And yet father is so necessary, biblically meaningful to our culture, to our churches. I just want to tell you this, dads. I'm telling you now. Hear your pastor out. You want your children to stay in the faith. And you want to, one of the ways you want to do that is to be generous. Let them see a father who's generous, who's courageous, who's powerful. By the way he lives his faith out generously with his time, with his finances, with his love for his family, generous in the way he forgives, generous in the way he loves, generous in the way he gives his life for his wife and his children, generous. Scripture talks, I believe in Philippians chapter two, about how Jesus did not equate equality with God, something to be grasped, meaning he was fully man, fully God. He didn't even consider to be grasped. Instead, he humbled himself, becoming nothing to become one of us. Whoa, that's flattering, right? Becoming nothing to become one of us. And then in Ephesians, it talks about at the end how a man is to love his wife the way Christ loved the church. Okay, how did Christ love the church? He became nothing. He became nothing to serve that church. Men, serve your wife, become nothing, honor her, lift her up, huh? Love her generously. Love her generously. Love your children generously. That's what's going to break the past, huh? Hear me out. I'm long, but I'm going to go. So you see these dysfunctions. People suffer because of issues they had with dad. And I couldn't see my way through that spiritually and emotionally to come and bring you a message on that because of the pain I know some of you have gone through when it comes to dads. So forgive me that I couldn't do that. I mean, Lily, it wasn't a try. I just, I couldn't. I was so overwhelmed because I'm so close to some of you. And I couldn't just, I told Chris, I don't have the energy. I don't have the emotional uh, capacity right now to just bring this to them that I know that I know it's come from the depth of my heart and I can substantiate it biblically and it's going to come through well. I care too much to do that. And maybe I'm just not good enough right now. But I want to tell you this. If you look, it, it, to come to a place of honor, when you, when you have men who have been mistreated by dads or suffering from dad, they come over, they generally struggle to honor. And it's not a good thing. Because they're carrying it over, even though they think they're distancing themselves. The way you break that, and, and really, I've seen it. I know people's lives. The way you break that is by now living out generously. And, and in honor, and in any way you could find, to, I'm kind of kicking around to a sermon that I tried to stay away from. Be generous in the way you honor people. Be generous in the way you serve. Be, be in all your life, living out for Christ, be generous, Okay. Just be generous and let your children see a man or dad who lives generously, huh? And because if you're living generously, you're going to enjoy life. 
My dad was a generous man in all ways to all people, and he enjoyed life, and it was a joy and a wonderful thing for us to see him do that, and my faith is valuable, and that's why I stay in the faith, right? All right, so that said, this has gone way long, and it wasn't supposed to do that. Did you want to hear their song? Okay, so why don't you stand with me? For those of you who do not know Jesus Christ, that first step, that decision you can make, that wise decision to live generously and not selfishly, to live for others and not yourself, the one thing you could give right now is your life, to give your life to Jesus Christ, knowing that he gave his life first for you. Listen, be a generous person. We're a generous church. To God be the glory. Have a great day.